0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to uh, today's episode of our uh, Yale College Voices podcast. And today I have two guests. I have uh, Julia Bakes and Brian Robinson. Uh, so Julia is an admin uh, for the Richard Light Fellowship. That's right. And Brian is a manager for the Yale Symphony Orchestra. Yes. And so you're going to tell me a little bit about yourselves, and then we're just going to have a... Great conversation. So welcome today. Thank you. Thank
1: you, Thank you for, for having Barbara. us.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So whoever wants to start first, I don't know. <laughs> we'll flip a coin. <laughs> uh,
1: well, I've been working um, for the fellowships department uh, since 2011. So it's been quite some time. Um, I am also independently a writer. I have a memoir um, due to be released in um, 2025 from Scholastic. Um,
2: and Brian, <laughs> um, and uh, I, I, I love that you say 2011 was quite a long time. Yeah. I'm in year 20. Uh, <laughs> this is my 20th season managing the Yale Symphony Orchestra, wow. um, and uh, independent of that, uh, I, I, I have a degree in music composition and have a rich musical life outside of uh, outside of Yale. And uh, one of the reasons why the, both of us, Julie and I, are here because I host a poetry reading at uh volume two, a never ending books collective, which uh Julia is on the board of and is one mm-hmm. of the founding members.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, welcome. Thank you for for agreeing to do this with, with me today. And and it's just great to meet you and, <laughs> and hear more about your backgrounds and and um you know, I'd love to hear more about the uh poetry reading. Um so tell tell me a little bit more about The work that you do here at Yale, and then and then we'll you know get into some of the other exciting stuff that you have going on.
1: Uh, So I specifically work for the Richard U Light Fellowship, which Mm -hmm. um, funds uh, it provides full funding for students who are interested in intensive language study in uh, China, South Korea, Taiwan, and Japan. Uh, It's a really unique opportunity, and we're really proud of the work that we do. Um, Obviously, during the pandemic, uh, we. Hit some pretty unique challenges um, because of how difficult it, w- well, how impossible it was to go to parts of East Asia. Uh, luckily, that is changing really swiftly, and w- we have more students going overseas again, and things are kind of reaching a level of normalcy. Nice. We're really relieved about. Right, but it, it's it's been a real journey over the last. I don't even want to say how many years you already heard the yes, date. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. I <laughs> can imagine. Again, we're really we're really proud of um this this opportunity that we administer and
0: That's amazing. And and if and I'm correct in saying that you so you've been with the fellowship since 2011. That's correct. Which means you're you've been in 55 Whitney for a while, right? I have and we haven't met, I know. <laughs> you know, prior to that, we, you know, and again, it's a, I, <laughs> it's a big building, but that's, that's what's so funny about, um, you know, th- we could go years without crossing, crossing paths, uh, in the same building yeah. all, all these years. Cause I, I've been uh, with the Dean's office since 2012. And uh, yeah, so, so we haven't even had a chance to meet. So that's, what's so great about having this opportunity. Um, and so so Brian do you want to tell me tell me a little bit more about your experience with the Yale Symphony Orchestra
2: sure yeah I was uh, I was just a young buck when I started <laughs> really? uh, yeah, I was like 27 or oh 28. my goodness <laughs> <laughs> um, I know it's yeah. like almost half my life I've been here oh which is gosh. um startling let's yes, just say. Yeah. <laughs> let's use like interesting adjectives right um, right but uh, <laughs> uh yeah so I'm the the production manager uh, for the orchestra in a in in the real world, outside of Yale, um, my job would be split up as like you know the the personnel manager and the mm-hmm. production manager and the development person and the and the marketing person and wow. sort of I, it's it's sort of I just do a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, to over twenty years, we've it's been great. I mean, we've we've I, I've been all over the world thanks to Yale uh, University and the and the symphony. Um, mm-hmm. We were just in Mexico in March, um, mm-hmm. and that's something I did not have the opportunity to ever do, which was great. Um, and we're currently, because it's October, uh, we are now prepping for the Halloween show, which oh. I've done 20 of now. Oh my <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Um, but it's, it's been nice. I mean, that Halloween show has really seen some pretty impressive changes over the past few years. Mm-hmm. Um it's thanks to one of our our directors in 2010 who recognized that James Franco was on campus. Mm-hmm. We now have regular celebrity cameos oh, uh, as so part neat. of the oh, cool. part of the show. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> um, and, and, and uh, yeah,
0: I need to hang out more with the with the uh, <laughs> YSL.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, we're we're, we're pretty cool. Yeah, uh, we're definitely very cool people. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that is definitely cool. So
0: tell me. Um, that's so cool, and it, and it's interesting that you say like you came aboard when you were twenty seven. Yeah, um, what what brought you to Yale?
2: Oh God, that's, <laughs> that's like a real answer. Yeah. <laughs> so I, um, I mean, I I have had a let's just say a nonlinear path. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it came, I came, I didn't like just graduate high school and go to college and go mm-hmm. to grad school and yada yada and get a job. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had to drop out of college after my freshman year, I took Mm. like three years off. I had to like bum around Guilford, (laughs) Connecticut and work in a video store. Mm -hmm. Finally got sick of that and moved to New York, Mm -hmm. worked at FAO Schwartz uh, Fifth (laughs) Avenue and then got sick of that. And then got, uh, went, went back to music school to finish Mm -hmm. my, my degree. Mm -hmm. But by then, I mean, I was like in my mid twenties. Um, and, um, so because I was in my mid twenties, I was pretty serious with my girlfriend and we got married while I was in school and, and, uh, had our first child, my senior year of like graduation. I had, I carried a two, two week old and a baby Bjorn, uh, (laughs) you know, up to get my degree. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, actually, I don't know if I carried him up to receive it, but I know I was definitely like rocking him, like, you know, in the church (laughs) while we were all at comic, you know, at commencement. Um, but, uh, so, because of those circumstances, because of like the reality of living in New York City with a child in yeah. a three hundred square foot railroad apartment, mm-hmm. I had to look elsewhere. Yes, <laughs> I had <yes>. to figure <laughs> out what I was going to do, mm-hmm. and I kind of lucked out. Mm-hmm. I um, I have family in in Guilford, mm-hmm. and we were staying there for a week just to get away from New York for a little bit, and I just started job hunting. I went on the Yale's Yale Stars site and mm-hmm. just thought, oh, well, let me see what I can, what I'm qualified for, and. Mm-hmm. This administrative associate job came up and I was like, oh, I, I can do administrative mm-hmm. work. I've done it before. And it turned out to be actually an orchestra manager job, wow. which I was like definitely qualified yeah. for. I had already done orchestra management in New York mm-hmm. um, with small contemporary ensembles and orchestras. And it just sort of was a weird kismet. I was like, this mm-hmm. is very, very strange that yeah. this is the first <laughs> job listing I, I applied for. Um, and so I. I got the job and next thing I know we're here and 20 you know, years later <laughs> and two more kids and wow I'm entrenched now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know I I always say
0: yeah the Yale's got me uh you know I I'm I'm here for the duration yeah, you know I have the, to put my kids through college and, are in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are in. and so so Julia what brought you to to Yale?
1: Uh, my my story is also a little unorthodox mm-hmm. um I actually lived I we work at 55 Whitney right. I lived at 75 Whitney for oh a very gosh. long time um, really in my early 20s uh-huh. and uh I I used to work for Covidian I, oh. I worked in their um health center mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. putting together programs and I, I was laid off mm-hmm. and for a while I was working Underneath my apartment at a, a Vietnamese restaurant that no longer exists for okay. my landlord. Oh, wow. Uh, he was helping me out. Mm-hmm. and uh, that's like right right at the corner there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's steamed. I can't remember. You I, I want to say steamed, but yeah. it, it, it used to be a, a restaurant called Pot of huh And I, I worked there. Um, don't tell anybody, but... <laughs> A little bit under the table. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sure nobody will find right, out. Right. Um, and I, I uh, waited on a gentleman who who was um, ha- having a meeting with a student and I heard him say that they had just lost their administrative assistant. Mm. My ears went up uh, yep. and um, I, I spoke with him for a little bit mm-hmm. and he encouraged me to go on STARS and apply for the job. It wasn't mm-hmm. on STARS when I looked. So I proceeded to be a little creepy and stop him on the internet and i emailed him my resume independently nice and i ended up getting the job so you know shout out to kelly mclaughlin who wow is my hero really yeah oh that's so neat
0: um so kelly was the one who who was in the uh
1: restaurant kelly, that day yeah kelly was kelly was the one i spoke to and oh my he, goodness. he was the director for the light fellowship at the time oh wow so um he he took a chance on me and yeah. i will always appreciate it
0: oh that's amazing that's a nice story yeah. especially when someone takes a chance on you and and like you said <laughs> you had to stalk them a little bit but yeah that was probably the perseverance was probably what helped
1: i think it could have gone either way but yeah. luck- <laughs> <laughs> luckily you could, have, you could have been creeped out or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you, know, you you kind of toss a coin on yeah. a decision like that
0: but. oh that's that's awesome um so yeah, I'm curious. Um how so so you've been here uh since twenty eleven and Brian for twenty years. Mm-hmm. Uh so that's two thousand three. Wow. And so what how did you inter how did you meet each other? How how did your That's a really good question. Your paths... well,
1: we inhabit a lot of the same social circles yeah, in New Haven because kind of. we're both townies, like, okay. okay, you know, unabashedly. Mm-hmm. And um well, Brian is very active, as he said, in, in the music in the music scene. Yes, yeah, and in general, awesome. I saw that. <laughs> and, um, uh, so uh, <clears throat> maybe it's it's easier to tell you a little bit about how uh, Volume Two started. Sure, that, that's the space that um, mm-hmm. that we're holding the yeah. poetry night in, or yeah. Brian is holding the poetry night, in. Mm-hmm. so um, Never Ending Books is on. It, it's a little shopfront on State Street. Okay, that for the last four decades or so, has been a free bookstore. Mm-hmm. And um, it was run in the 80s and, and 90s by a different collective. Mm-hmm. And that set of people kind of gradually fell away from the project mm-hmm. until it, it came down to a gentleman named Roger, who was running the shop for a very long time. Okay. Um, just, just a completely free Bookshop donation based, Mm -hmm. a little chaotic. Really? Yeah, as you can imagine. (laughs) But it was also an event space, so it was it was this really accessible space that like anybody could come in and put on a little show. If you you just ask Roger.
3: Really?
1: Yeah. So you know my friend group was often putting on like little comedy shows Mm -hmm. or like um, you know music sets, just Mm -hmm. kind of low stakes because he wasn't charging. Mm -hmm. Um, So. You, you could get this really creative experience that you, you can't get really anywhere else mm-hmm. in, in New Haven, aside from, you know, super underground, like, basement shows. Wow. And um, it, when the pandemic hit, Roger obviously was facing some real financial challenges, mm-hmm. and he kind of decided that he wasn't going to run the space anymore. He was going to shut it down. And everyone who had a really emotional connection to that space, was mm-hmm. really upset. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to see it become like a Panera. Yeah, <laughs> or, yeah. You know? Right, right. <laughs> so we, we got together. Um, Sam Mashaw is the person who um, initially had the idea that maybe we could take it over as mm-hmm. a new collective. And it seemed kind of far-fetched at the time, but it really came together, and uh, we were able to save the space. Mm. We really revamped it. Um we we now call it Volume 2 at Neverending Books just okay. to kind of differentiate it from Roger's original uh-huh. project. Uh-huh. And um we managed to keep this the spirit of it alive. It's totally donation based um because thanks to um Yale's Dwight Halls um finance or um what's the word? They they were our financial backer. Oh, really? Um and we because of that, we were able to apply for and ultimately achieve uh, legal nonprofit status, so that means we mm-hmm. can participate in um national fundraising efforts like the Great give mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. helps keep us alive mm-hmm. and and we We have a lot of really um generous donators too mm-hmm. you know people will come through and they'll throw five or ten bucks in the box mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um everything is pay what you can um and that means there are really low. Um, it, it it it's it's an easy place for anybody to have an event. Yeah. So um, it's obviously completely volunteer run. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us will have one night a week that we run the space. Okay. And um, my night's Tuesday. Oh, okay. <laughs> and we didn't have a consistent event mm-hmm. um, going on on Tuesday nights, and Brian had been talking about. It, brian can give a little background okay. on his yeah. really extensive <laughs> this the seg, so nice. first
2: of all we knew each other cursorily, and we, we have a couple of mutual friends too right. i think val mckee is the one who i think we we mm-hmm. knew closest you know mm-hmm. and i think i met you met you through there mm-hmm. um but yeah so i my pandemic experience was probably just as interesting as everyone else's, mm-hmm. um, a lot of self-discovery and, right. you know, a lot of free time to yes. figure out what, you know, your life was about. Um, and sometimes, or not about, well, exactly, <laughs> yeah, really. Right. <laughs> right. Um, figure out what's and, right there. um, so when I was living in New York, um, and, you know, I think around the time I was working at FAO, but before I went to music school, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, the cheapest way to make art was poetry because mm-hmm. it's just a Rite Aid notebook. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's really, no, really, it's like mm-hmm. a cup of coffee at a diner yeah. and, and, and you know, sit you down do with a notebook anywhere. and look around you and write a poem. Yeah, I mean, it's right. like the easiest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. It's like your lunch break, you mm-hmm. go sit down somewhere, you write something, you mm-hmm. come back to work. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, mm-hmm. in fact, Frank O'Hara, who is one of my favorite poems poets, mm-hmm. uh, used to do that when working at MoMA. He would go to Park Avenue, sit on a bench and really? write his lunch poems. Um mm-hmm. So as a poor New Yorker, I mean, you know, I couldn't afford to be a musician. That's expensive. Mm -hmm. Instruments are expensive. (laughs) Um, So I started writing poetry and reading uh, on the Lower East Side. Mm -hmm. Eventually started uh, hosting my own series when a friend of mine couldn't host her series anymore. She passed it on to me. And um, I did that for about a year, Mm -hmm. a year and a half. Um, But yeah, then, you know, life happens and you Mm -hmm. move on. But a friend of mine had... Uh, you know, Sony Handycam Mm -hmm. uh, for a lot of those readings and had been going to a lot of readings around the Lower East Side, (laughs) you know, videotaping everybody's stuff. Mm -hmm. And I had the presence of mind like in 2005 or six to ask him for copies of those. And he gave me just my stuff, which I'm a little disappointed. I wish I had like more, (laughs) you know, everyone else's too. But during the pandemic, you know, to bring it back full circle, I I went to Milford Photo and had Mm -hmm. him digitized. Oh, nice, uh, just to nice. see what was on them, because yeah, I didn't yeah. have a VCR anymore. Right. Um, and right. as I'm going through them, I was like, "Oh, you know, I should, I should put these up on YouTube." You know, just as a, like a, as the historian in me was like, right. even Preserve if it's, it's like it the worst poetry ever, <laughs> it's an archive of what the late '90s were like <laughs> on right. the Lower East Side. Like, yeah, you yeah. can see like this little crap coffee store, and like you know, <laughs> like the weirdos and everything, and and mm-hmm. and 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 the the incredible kind of like freedom that we all had at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I posted them up on YouTube and mm-hmm. I you know, got in a little itch and I turned to my girlfriend and I'm like, I think I want to host a poetry reading. And she goes, of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, she knew yeah. me too well already. She uh-huh. was like, yeah, we, I know you want to. You're, you're probably going to do it. So I, I wrote jewels. I'm like, mm-hmm. I know you've got. You know, this, I know you just took on volume two. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have one yet, but I was thinking about hosting an open mic poetry reading. Mm-hmm. And she was like immediately, she's like, we want an open mic poetry reading, but we don't have an MC yet. Oh, wow. So it kind of like, it was like a Reese's just Peanut came, Butter Cup commercial. Yeah, it, it, was like, together, you know, right? it was like, you know, you know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about too, right? In the 80s, those Reese's Peanut Butter yes, Cup commercials, yes. you know.
0: It's like yeah. they come together, the Your peanut butter, the chocolate. in my, chocolate. Butter. Yes, yes. Yes. In my chocolate.
2: Your peanut butter's in <laughs> my chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> the combination, right?
0: My, my son always says, who invented it?
1: You
2: know? <laughs> who invented peanut butter? Cups? Frankenstein, if yeah, I remember yeah. correctly, that, from that ad. Yeah it, was, yeah, it was like a mad scientist. And, uh... I assumed it was
1: Mr. Reese.
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. Um, that, that's so, really cool. yeah, we started that in July of 2022.
1: Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. please do Tuesdays. Yeah, because yeah. your
2: that was your night. Yeah, right? I
1: I host that night with um my my best friend Barbara Wolfer, mm-hmm. um so she helps us co-host as well. Yeah, tonight. yeah,
0: oh, that is excellent. So, <clears throat> so, um, so I'm curious how uh you know when you when you started doing the poetry nights, um how did you did you have any issues attracting folks during, during the pandemic or it's,
2: it's hit or miss. I mean, like it's, it's really, it's a really strange ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I started it, I went to all my usual suspects that I knew in town, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I have friends who are poets and, you know, so I, I reached out to them and said, I'm hosting this reading now we're doing an open mic. Um, I mean, I had Brian Slattery like at the first reading, covering the opening really? reading, and wow. like there was like two other people there. You know, it wasn't it wasn't you know a big crowd. Um,
1: we, we've had a lot of coverage in the New Haven Independent. It's been great. And, oh yeah, yeah really? they've been really really supportive. Yeah, oh, awesome.
2: And we, we just had a a, a great write up this morning in the arts paper. Really? Uh, a part of the arts council, the, the arts paper. I didn't uh, know that. Congratulations. Yes. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Lucy <laughs> Gelman just wrote a very extensive article about oh, about the great. book and and about the reading. So. Nice. Um, that's been lovely, but yeah, Yeah. it's, it's interesting. I mean, you know, how much like marketing do you do for Mm -hmm. free poetry Mm -hmm. reading? And, Mm um, this sounds really hippie and hokey to me and, (laughs) and I don't, You know, I like to think that I'm more grounded than this, but like Mm -hmm. there really is this wonderful sort of like if you build it, they will come kind of thing. You know, Um, I'm really just doing '80s references today. (laughs) (laughs) This
3: is your I love it. it. I'm an '80s (laughs) kid.
2: Exactly. Um, You know, but the uh, uh, I, I, you know. I'm of two minds, you know, my mm-hmm. very like Virgo y, like, you know, like strict, oh, the rules have to be the rules. And I have to mm-hmm. invite all my friends and they'll come because I've invited them. Because like very strict, yeah. narrow thinking. Right. And then what winds up ultimately happening is complete strangers I've never wow. met before just amble into the reading and are like, oh, are you doing poetry? I have a poem on my phone. And then they'll,
1: just like, blow you away they'll just blow your oh, mind wow. you're like yeah
2: we, we, we've had this happen multiple times really? now where just because we're there mm-hmm. somebody will just stumble in and then they'll like they'll become like a regular for like a month and then we won't see them ever again It's yeah. <laughs> kind of what i've noticed uh-huh. which is actually kind of a little sad because yeah. i've like i've come to adore a lot of these people who have mm-hmm. kind of like wandered into our lives mm-hmm. and i miss them i like uh-huh. like you know i mean there, there are they're a couple like you know who kinda of like like Amari and mm-hmm. like Matt Shore and, and Alice Prail and um I'm just dropping names yes, now, but yeah. like and there's like Maximus and and like, you know, there's, there's all these people who have sort of like shown up, mm-hmm. like really just like completely like, you know, unleashed their their hearts to everybody uh in the written word in front right. of everyone. And yeah. then like I haven't seen them. And I'm like, Oh mm. <laughs> uh, we do have
1: a couple uh uh, members, I almost want yeah, to say, it, like yeah. very dear mm-hmm. to our hearts, who mm-hmm. yeah. moved away. Um, True, specifically Tom and Marilla. And Marilla yeah, yeah. Wow. Marilla, Marilla still stays in touch on the Facebook. She does, group, which and so does really Tom. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, Tom's
2: on my my Instagram. Uh,
1: so it's it's nice because you can feel uh, the connection continue, mm. happen, mm-hmm. like when people are no longer able to attend. Yeah, you know, that's a,
0: that's awesome. So so it it brings me back to one of the. Uh, other uh, podcasts uh, sessions I recorded a couple of weeks ago with Anita Sharif Haider mm-hmm. who also writes poetry. Oh, and she should come to our reading. Yeah, tell her. <laughs> exactly. <tonight. laughs> yes. And, and, you know, what's so funny about this is um, Anita and I had a conversation about, wouldn't it be nice to, you know, we, things I didn't know about you. I didn't know that you had poetry night. And then I didn't know how, you know, you have this community of, uh, folks who who enjoy Poetry Night, um, and we were thinking, wouldn't it be nice if we found more staff who were, you know, interested in this mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. wanted to come together to, to share and how it would bring that community, that community you just mentioned into Yale College or, you know, Yale College staff and yeah. how interesting that would be. So. Um, just something to keep in mind. I don't know, you know, well, maybe, a, maybe we can a all connect, Already established, yeah, yeah, a you space. know, so
2: anybody, anybody who's interested in, yeah, in coming that's, down that's and really cool. testing the waters, it's, um, you know, I'm a complete dork about <laughs> poems and I will like, I mean, you know, I mean, if you've, you've seen me do it, I, you know, I get really excited. I'll start like, you know, like beaming when I hear people read. Um, it, that's the kind of environment yeah, it is. That's... I mean, and, and really, you know, the, the weirder the better. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we we definitely appeal to you know <laughs> to everyone, right? And it, uh, it is
1: still kind of a chaotic space, but yeah. it's in a really good good way. in a good way, yeah. right? Like yeah.
0: a family. It sounds like a family, really, yeah. and 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 that's what's <clears throat> you know beautiful. Well, to me, what the beauty of of poetry, it's therapeutic mm-hmm. to write, but then it's also that um, uh, nervousness of of sharing it with someone. You know, it's one thing to get it on. Paper, yeah. but then to share it with whether you know small audience or a mm-hmm. big audience, and and you know you're opening yourself up. It's you know yeah. you're being vulnerable. In um, that part, I think must be ama- an amazing feeling to to go to your space and then share with everyone there, and to have that you know welcoming uh, uh, feeling from the audience. and oh, absolutely! Yeah, that's awesome. And and I was like, wow, this is this would be beautiful to have in amongst our staff, you know, to, to have that um connection that we don't, you know, we, we do our jobs, we come in and do whatever we do, but we don't have that connection in the same way. You know, of course we're, you know, great job or <laughs> whatever it is that, that we do in our, in our daily work. But I, I was like, wow, that would be really interesting to have, you know, staff who are interested in poetry night and have, you know, either come to your space or, you Mm -hmm. know, wherever on, on campus and, and, you know, have that, um, you know, have that community building. Um, so I was wondering if you could tell me, you, you mentioned a bunch of things because I, I, I know you have a bunch of things coming up with, with your space. And, and, um, I was curious before we get to that though, you mentioned, uh, Dwight Hall, um, helping you out with, with funding. And I, I, I wasn't even aware that that is a possibility, so I was curious if you don't mind sharing a little bit more about how that happened, or, or you know how one goes about <laughs> gaining support.
1: Sure. So um, our another founding member, Elena um, is has a lot of experience with nonprofits, mm-hmm. and she I wish she was here; she could speak to this a lot mm-hmm. more uh, <laughs> in, in much greater detail sure. than I can. But mm-hmm. I, I do know that um, in order to pursue Nonprofit status, you do need a, and I'm still forgetting what the phrase is, but mm-hmm. it's a, a financial support source, like a, okay. a not not a source of funding so much as like a a backer.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and
1: mm-hmm. Um, again, I'm I'm not the one who can speak to that, unfortunately, but I mm-hmm. do know we got assistance in that capacity from Dwight Hall, wow. and um, we're obviously incredibly grateful for that support. Um, that was, that was the leg up that we needed. Wow. Um,
0: that's amazing. Um, so if you could tell me a little bit more about, um, so I know you, you both have this, uh, poetry night, uh, going on, but you both also have various projects that you both have, uh, outside of Yale. And, and I'd love to hear more about um the work that you're doing. I know that you also have and, and I, I wanna make sure we talk about the poetry book. So so why don't we plug the book and then you could tell me more about your your individual projects. So so I have the book here. Um
1: and it's so beautiful. It is.
0: Uh Never Ending Poetry, a collection of poems celebrating the one year anniversary of open mic surgery at volume two, a never ending books collective. So it's awesome. Uh, so yeah, if you wanna and you know, hold up the
2: book there
0: <laughs> so, um, so sure tell me tell me more about the the book
2: um sure so um i i was very impressed we made it all the way through a year um and and i mean really cuz i mean it's 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 sometimes you know sometimes you start a thing and it doesn't take off mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. but this did and and it kind of grew i mean by by january um i started inviting featured readers from out of town to come mm-hmm. And read, so I had I've had poets from from Massachusetts and New York come down, uh, and and you know give give featured sets, <clears throat> and uh, and that was you know just to kind of grow the community and also expose our you know local folks to other people and and other people to New Haven, mm-hmm. um, and it you know it's funny when the like two or three of our features. They were so nervous. They would tell me they were like a little nervous about like you know what the space was like. You know, mm-hmm. i don't, I'm, is this is gonna be a good. The second they walked in, they're like, oh, this is fine. Really? Like they, they <laughs> it was it was this, this almost you could you could feel the sigh of relief when mm-hmm. when like you know Simeon or John came in mm-hmm. or Michael. You know, it was sort of like they're like, oh, oh, this this place is fantastic. <laughs> great, you know, yeah. and they were very excited. So, um, you know, it ha- has a special kind of magic, and I'm, I'm glad we get to share it. But the vibes um, are very good. The really? vibes are great. Awesome. Um, awesome. But um you know for a for a year we've been doing this, yeah. and it's 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 had a really healthy life, and we've had some really amazing poets and one thing that I observe just as as somebody who's inside and outside institutions and and you know the system as it were, you know, is that some people get very lucky mm-hmm. and you know they have a chance an opportunity to get published or you know to get to get seen and mm-hmm. and or heard um And uh, yet here we are with this open mic where random people wander in with just beautiful Mm -hmm. poems that, you know, otherwise no one would would know about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I thought, you know, there's something delightful and ephemeral and in the moment about an open mic reading. Mm. But um, I wanted to give all of our readers the opportunity to have something permanent uh something something more you know more everlasting and um i mean you know sophia and and you know barb was saying yesterday uh you know just they've never been published before you know i mean barb didn't even start writing poetry until the reading she said yesterday you know i was like oh so you know she's already gone from a complete you know kind of novice to this to like you know being invited to be part of a book and and i love that i i think you know sometimes you know. It's like Groucho Marx thing. I'd never want to be a member of somebody who, you know, something, what was the, the, I I'd never want to be a
1: member of a club that would accept me. You're right. Yeah. Something like that.
2: You know, <laughs> yes. it, 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 I, I guess, I guess there's a weird corollary to that where, you know, sometimes you have to make your own club, you yes. know, you have to make your own, you have to make your own, own space. You know, right. you can't, you know, uh, I, I see this as a musician and, and as a writer, you know, you can't wait for you know a record label to to reach out to you and say we want right. to you know sometimes you have to you know put your stuff out
0: make it yeah and
2: that's that's really what's going on here with this book um oh, wow. is I, I really wanted uh and and in a very kind of i don't know anarchic way um i didn't want to put a lot of rules behind it except you just had to have read at the mm-hmm. reading before mm-hmm. uh, so i just reached out to everybody that i knew that I had contacts for. And I said, I'm putting out this book. If you want to be a part of it, send me two poems. And that was like the only, you know, everyone is their criteria. own self-selecting. Uh-huh. You know, they've picked what they want to, part, you know, to, to contribute. Um, and uh, I thought we'd have like a 20-pager. You know, I, I'd, 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 I'd photocopy on, you know, like, yeah, you yeah. know, on, on 11 by 17 paper and mm-hmm. fold and staple it. And we wound up with like 48 pages <laughs> worth of That's poems. Great. Yeah. So I thought, well, this is, This is good for we can perfect bind this I think you know and I was very excited about that because I got to nerd out about being like doing layout and design and um, it looks great yeah I'm really excited about how it turned out (laughs) I was very kind of nervous about it but uh,
0: so how if for those who would like to check out the book where do they find it
2: uh, so I um, I have an Instagram page Mm -hmm. um, called uh, the handle is poetry. The number four and cowards poetry for cowards, poetry for cowards. Um, <laughs> and it's only because open mic surgery was already taken open mic surgery is the name of the reading and mm-hmm. i was very upset you know it's like the internet has to solve this problem of people who have like you know an account and then it dies and then for three years they're still holding on to the name it's mm-hmm. like you know Open Mic Surgery is not doing anything with that account right now, <laughs> and I'm here. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, cool. So um, anyway, um, the, there's a link on that Instagram bio okay. uh, with the order form for it, so you can pre-order it. Okay, uh, I, I've already submitted a print run, we're going to print like 200 copies of it. Um, and then I'm going to see about placing it in stores around town. You know, we're yes. going to go to Best Video and see mm-hmm. if they're interested in in having a few copies. Maybe Gray Matter Books would. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I have to I have to be a salesperson for a little right. while and actually pitch this thing to people and and kind of get them get them in stores. Yeah. Um, some of the public libraries have expressed interest, mm-hmm. which is great. Mm-hmm. So the New Haven Public Library System, you might be able to pick it up there, which would be very great. exciting. Um, yeah. So uh, you know if you're interested, by all means, if you want to guarantee, you know, <laughs> a, a copy for yourself, right. uh, you know, order one through, through that, that link on our Instagram page. Oh,
0: that's so awesome. Congratulations. that That's amazing. Um, yeah. And I, and when we, we have to all t- take a selfie by the way, before we leave the okay. studio.
2: So, so <laughs> and, okay.
0: and you know, make sure I, I tag the, uh, uh, poetry for Cowards. I like that right. name. Thank you. It's, it's
2: it's a poem I wrote like uh, back in the '90s. I was mm-hmm. you know in my 20s, and I you know when you're in that lovely self, you're, you're like self-deprecating, self-hating, but it's cool, you <laughs> right, know. But it's cool, right? <laughs> so I had, a, I had a poem about how poets are just the worst. You know, we are the worst, absolute you know horrible human beings because Your we speed. we decide to express our emotions in writing and then read them at poetry readings instead mm-hmm. of. You know, actually talking to people. <laughs> 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 having right. conversations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> conversations.
0: No, that's amazing. Um wow. See, I, I wouldn't have known and, until we had a chance to talk today, uh, about about this. So so this is great. And um I didn't know did you have more to share about about the um the book, uh Julia?
1: Oh, I mean, just looking at the back cover where mm-hmm. all the contributors are listed, you know it's I'm picturing all of these faces and, and these people and it's it's hard to overstate how like what a gamut this <laughs> yeah. runs. Yeah, you know, we we've got like your standard townies, like uh-huh. me Yeah,
3: <laughs> and, 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 and yeah,
1: and and you know, you've uh Karen Ponzio uh-huh. who's pretty Pretty famous around town. She works yeah. at the New Haven Independent. You hear that, Karen? So- you're famous. Oh, you, yeah. Karen. <laughs> um, we also have Carlos DeFlar, who is mm-hmm. the, um, he's he's the beat poet laureate at the moment. Really? He, yeah. He and Angel Martinez, who's also fantastic, will often come uh, to from the, the Bronx from the Bronx. Oh, they wow. take the tri- Oh, yeah. Yes. And, <laughs> and, you know, that's not a short trip. No, and, it
0: isn't, especially um, driving. But
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just a really special collection, and mm-hmm. we're and uh, John S. Hall of uh, King Missile, mm-hmm. who was one of the featured readers. Um, you know, he contributed as well. So yeah. it's just really cool. Yeah, it is cool. really and exciting to see.
0: I love what you brought up about um, a, a lot of these poets. Uh, have never been published before mm-hmm. and didn't have that voice. Uh, and maybe, maybe they didn't even think about trying to get themselves published yeah. at, at all. <clears throat> and that you sort of provided that vehicle
2: to, oh, I forced them all. You forced like, you're, them. you're getting in this book. You know, <laughs> right, what right, I right. Did. You're strong arms. <laughs> strong arms. Sure. That's awesome.
1: And <laughs> it was not subtle,
0: <laughs> which I, you know, I, I, I just find that to be amazing because you know people whether you know for whatever their reasons are whether they're shy or just didn't have the opportunity um yeah and that you you created the you know you create you force them but you <laughs> you created a way for them to have this permanent uh you know public document of of their work mm-hmm. which which is awesome thank you um so i'm i'm curious about um well actually going back to my my other question if you don't mind sharing more about yourselves and whatever projects you have going on, awards, should things your memoir. like that. So plug your and, memoir. uh, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so Julia, I know that you mentioned earlier when we had a chance to chat, um, that you have a memoir coming out and, and I'd love to hear, you know, more about that.
1: So it's a, uh, it's, it's a fictionalized memoir. Mm. It's, um it's going to be a graphic novel, um, which is illustrated by a, a good friend of mine, Nikki Smith. Wow. Um, and it's due to be released in in 2025. It's mm-hmm. it's about my uh, experience growing up on a boat, oh. um, or about you know a girl's experience growing up on a boat <laughs> right. uh, it was definitely not me um,
0: <laughs> so it's too late i'm gonna ask you about that now oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> if you want it if you don't oh, mind sharing. sure
1: yeah but. um so i when, when i was seven to about 14 I, mm-hmm. I lived on a boat with my parents wow my dad built it Goodness. um we sailed around uh like mostly the east eastern seaboard the caribbean mm-hmm. and south america and um yeah, wow. It, I, I I was given a really, uh, really. I mean, Brian was talking earlier about how some people are lucky enough to get an opportunity, and I I was lucky enough to get the opportunity, wow. and um, it's it's been a real ride. Yeah. Um, this is the first thing I've ever had, you know, formally published, mm-hmm. and um, you know, it's re- really jumping in the deep end. Yeah. But uh, but it's happening. That <laughs> so, is so
0: cool. Um. Yeah. Wow! See, I'm fascinated by it, and and uh, I know that you mentioned 2025 is is the year that it'll yeah. it'll be released. It's
1: it's a middle grade book, so okay. for uh, younger readers. So.
2: Yeah, this is awesome. Um, You're going to be in the Scholastic Book Fair. That's all that I, can I know. Think about. Like, you know. All I can think of is those, exactly those, 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 those things folding, that they send home. Those folding things that you open <laughs> yeah. up, and like there's there's Jules' book. Yeah, if
0: <laughs> my son picks out like 30 books, in a... yeah, okay, you have to be like, <laughs> get... it down, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> but that is that's amazing um and you know of course i want to ask more questions about what what that was like like to uh you know live on a boat for so basically you said from 7 to 14
1: about 13 or 14 yeah wow um, i it, it was a world of compromise you yeah. know there there was um i had a lot of really fascinating experiences that i think most other kids don't get to have yeah. at the same time, you know, I was an only child. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, it was, a, it, it could be very isolating. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, reintegration was really difficult mm-hmm. once we came back. Mm. Um, so part of the reason I, I think this book is, um, pretty well timed is because I think a lot of kids around that age oh, right now course. have a mm-hmm. lot of experience with, very sudden and, isolation yeah, yeah having difficulties reintegrating and and right. just loneliness but mm-hmm. also you know experiencing something that most other kids in their age group have not experienced mm-hmm. you know just like being a child during during a global pandemic right. is something that earlier generations can't really relate to exactly. so exactly i i'm hoping um I'm hoping kids will feel kind of seen yeah. when they read this um there actually there are there are going to be two mm-hmm. oh, um so two the, the first one's coming out in twenty twenty five and mm-hmm. then um uh, i'm I, the next one has not been scheduled okay. yet but uh that is awesome there there's yeah there's there's two of them coming out so the the first one will be about um leaving public school and okay. going on these adventures and then the second one is really more about returning, returning. And, and that kind of culture shock wow
0: that is that's amazing and it I'm, I'm curious um, do you find that your experiences growing up um, somehow ties into you know the work that you do with with the um, with volume two but then also your work here at Yale like how you know your experience with that isolation and um, how you worked through that. How do you uh, or or do you bring that into your work here at Yale when you're working with students in the fellowship or, or how do, you know? Does that change how you relate to students?
1: I, I think there are two layers to that. Um, pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. um, the fact that I lived outside the country um, for a lot of my you know formative childhood. Mm-hmm means that i'm I'm a very big believer in uh, the power of cultural exchange mm-hmm. and you know how how vastly your perspective can be um, widened uh-huh. by just having experiences and seeing 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 lives and ways of life that um aren't yours uh, uh-huh. you know uh-huh. um, so it, uh, by that token, it was really important to me to help facilitate travel to East Asia where, where, you know, students were able to, by by being immersed in another language, mm-hmm. um, they were able to relate mm-hmm. to people who were not like them, you right. know, and it, it, that sounds really basic, but, yeah. it, you know, it is really basic. They, right. it, it's very fundamental. Yes. So, yes. you know, I, I was, that meant a lot to me personally because of the way I grew up mm-hmm. Um. And the second level, of course, is um, more recent, where students are coming in who are coming from pretty unorthodox um, educational experiences. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. they were they were interrupted, yeah, and, and yeah. they they had to um they they, they really had to be flexible right. and um, learn a different way of of learning mm-hmm. and, a, and a different
0: you know, yeah yeah I mean it was such a um you know, for everyone, it was such a shock, it, like a shock yeah. to the system and, you know, difficult. My, As we all did, our kids had to adjust to this whole strange way of learning, which was not, you know, it wasn't yeah. easy. So I can imagine what you mean um, by students having that exposure and and figuring out how to work through that isolation and mm-hmm. Then you have all the other stuff, right? Like the, you know, the technology, the, you know, um, uh, being able to commute with, uh, communicate with others and, and all of these things that, that um, really, you know, some students really had a hard time connecting. Yeah. And still, you know, like we're still seeing the, the after effects of, of all of this.
1: I don't think it's an exaggeration to call it a, a kind of trauma.
0: Yes. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you on that because it it was um you know for example my uh my own son uh was going through about to start his senior year uh, of high school and you know and all of our ideas of oh here's your senior year of high school and all of these things you get to do and and it's like not happening you know yeah. and and um yeah it was it was it was difficult yeah. and and you know, like still seeing the after effects of that because of the friendships that kind of started forming and then the abrupt, uh, mm-hmm. like, yeah, we can't see each other, Absolutely. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. and it's like the, the critical time for, um, students just to have that, uh, community and, and, you know, relationship building and all of that stuff. And, and, uh, yeah, it was, and I, it, you still see the aftermath of, of that not happening. Yeah. And, then, and now they're moving into, you know, college years and, and n- now it's like the shock of, oh my gosh, now we're sort of going back to normal, but what was normal? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know? yeah, because totally. they didn't really experience what was <clears throat> normal. And there's a, and, there's a
1: level of confidence that, yeah. that seems to be kind of missing. Mm-hmm. And it, it's going to take some, some really, like some really specialized catching up. Yes. You know? Yes.
0: That's amazing, though. I, I love it. So I can't wait to see uh, your memoir. So you'll have to make sure when it's released to share yeah. it with us, because I I, I can't wait. And, I, and like you said, I can't wait to see that scholastic, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that when they send home those things and, and we, you know, to open it up and see your book there. So that's kind
1: of a deep seated dream come true. Really? You know? That's yeah.
0: awesome. Yeah. So um, congratulations on that. Thank that, you very much. That's really cool um and i'd love to talk more about you know just your journey into um you know we probably won't have time on on our uh episode but just your journey and in, into how how did you even get that project started and uh oh, it's, yeah <laughs> it's a long story right? it is it's also <laughs> yeah
1: also an unusual journey really yeah <laughs>
0: yeah maybe we'll have a part two a <laughs> part two episode um but yeah, so, so Brian, why don't mm-hmm. you tell me more about your projects? And, and I mentioned to you earlier, like, you of, of my course, page. yes, yeah. your YouTube, <laughs> I, I Googled you and, and found all the awesome videos, <laughs> <It's
3: over-riving. laughs> no, not at all,
0: but I thought it. what was so cool about it, you know, again, and I say this every single time it's just seeing this other side of of our staff and you know it's like yeah we do actually have lives outside of yale mm-hmm. and a lot of and and maybe and i may be speaking for myself but a lot of what i do outside of yale contributes to my work here at yale and how i approach my work or you know my the impact i'd like to have on on my job um, so I'm just curious if you know if you'd like to share more about uh, your projects and also how how that um, feeds into your your work with the Yale Symphony Orchestra.
2: I I I almost hesitate because I feel like if I <laughs> if I share all the projects that I'm involved <laughs> in, I'm going to sound like a crazy person. Oh no. um, there's or, a reason for
3: that. Well, yeah, I guess I guess there is some
2: validity to that, but right, uh, right. but also uh, you know it, it also sounds like I, I mean it, it, a lot of the you know quote unquote projects. Um, mm-hmm have spanned for me years or decades mm-hmm. of like, you know, putting them on the back burner and revisiting them for a little bit and then mm-hmm. putting them away and mm-hmm. revisiting them until I, they materialize. Right. Um, but yeah, I, when I was in New York, I went to Manos College of Music. Uh, I got my undergraduate degree in music composition. Um, my impetus was that I wanted to write uh rock music but i wanted to know what i was doing um you know so you know as a because i you know i i thought that that might be my like my edge my mm-hmm. like my little my little thing like you know oh i'm you know i'm the guy on the on the rock scene who can do counterpoint you know and, and i can like do like figured bass um yeah. <laughs> uh and and you know uh but I, I also learned a lot about like writing for other instruments. Um, I was terrified of the strings because Mm -hmm. I was not a string player. I was a a singer. Um, and, um, uh, I fell in love with string quartet writing uh, in such a way that I started a string quartet rock band. Um, oh wow! <laughs> yeah, uh, called called the Ted Offensive. Um,
0: it's great, is it? <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: thank you. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, we um, it, it's basically replacing the guitar and bass with a string quartet. So it's okay. drums, string quartet, and I mm-hmm. sing over that. And um, um, it, I, it almost like started it as a challenge because I poetry kind mm-hmm. of types into this, my friend David Kirschenbaum, who's a publisher in New York, Mm -hmm. used to host these readings slash music events, and um, he was short an act, uh, covering Nirvana's Nevermind. And he said, well, you're in music school, why don't you get like a string quartet together and (laughs) and cover one of the songs, you Mm -hmm. know, and you can do it all like slow and, you know, and, 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 um, you know, I realized that the preconception of string quartet music for people who aren't as involved as as i was was that it's it's very peaceful it's vivaldi (laughs) which actually vivaldi is actually pretty kick-ass but it's like um you know it's it's like very peaceful background dinner music you Mm -hmm, know mm -hmm. and i'm like oh oh no that's not what we are these people have not heard ligety or (laughs) Uh bartok or shostakovich or any of these people who for me like this is visceral you know like Mm gut-busting completely rip your heart out music Mm um and and i I took it as a challenge, and I started mm-hmm. a string quartet rock band where we did not do anything nice and peaceful. Everything is very, very edgy, uh-huh. very hard. It's uh-huh. a, it's almost like my my punk uh, music, you know, uh-huh. is, is through a string quartet. Really, um, and uh, but it, so I have a whole you know thing about that, but yeah, the, yeah. Um, uh, which we don't have time for. You're but, right. <laughs> um, I think we need a part two. I've been know? I've been doing I've been doing that since you know two thousand gosh, 2003 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started writing originals in 2009, playing around. But, you know, life keeps happening. Like, you know, yeah. keep having kids. I don't know where they come from <laughs> or how that happens. Right. But it's just, yeah. you know, it's just this weird thing. <laughs> they these, these kids appear. <laughs> yeah. um, you, know, it, you know, job is very involved and, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm, I'm working very odd hours on mm-hmm. the weekends and mm-hmm. late nights. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I have to put things on pause and revisit. And the pandemic was great. I, mm-hmm. I because of that, available time suddenly, yeah, you know, yeah. at home. You know, I booked a recording studio and we we cut an album wow. and it's sitting on my hard drive waiting for it <laughs> just waiting to be distributed. Nice. But um so that's that's one project. Mm-hmm. Um the YouTube page you found is <laughs> my other personality, Brian Ember. Uh-huh. Um uh-huh. I put on an album right before the pandemic of uh, very very sad songs uh-huh. uh, that uh were about my my divorce uh-huh. <laughs> so uh-huh. uh but I, I did it in a you know I, I sort of because i grew up around queen and mm-hmm. the beatles mm-hmm. and you know radiohead and jeff buckley and sort of pink floyd that uh-huh. influenced this yeah. you know this the sound and it, i created a very weird like late 70s album uh-huh. uh you know with with a contemporary spin um And then started making music videos where I'm, you know, very weird music videos yeah, that but I love. I hope lo- none of you see. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't go to YouTube. Don't and look definitely, don't definitely, go definitely don't YouTube go to and, YouTube and look it and up. And look up see yeah. You'll see me in a way you maybe did not expect. Um, you've
1: also been on stage.
2: Uh, I've been yeah, on stage a lot. I, I yeah. saw some stage the clips. Yeah. And yeah, Oh, I love the opera. Yeah, I started singing opera. <laughs> so, Which is, that's it's amazing. Let's like yeah, just
1: casually but, drop that. No, to but, but yeah,
2: that's a, it, sounds, it sounds like I'm a crazy person. Like, you can't do all of these things in a... Quality way, and, yeah. and, and like you know, it, but but it's it's sort of what's happened post pandemic, and, and yeah. in my forties too. Mm-hmm. More than that, more than anything else, is just that like I kind of have nothing to lose anymore, mm-hmm. and so all these mm-hmm. things that I've put on the back burner yep. for all these all this time, yeah, I'm, like, I'm just gonna do it. Just do it, you know. Yeah. I've I've you know I've written all the music. It's mm-hmm. already done. It just needs to be made. Yeah, and so make, it looks yeah. like I'm having this like huge like thing creatively, but it's not, I, it's like 30 <laughs> years worth right, of right. material that I've been like, you know, sitting on yeah. and I'm finally just tired of sitting on it.
0: That's so cool yeah. though. I mean, to have, um, you know, just like Julia having, having a story or having all of these things, like you said, you, you sort of captured yourself in time, uh, over the years and Packaged it, put it away for a while. But yeah. what's really interesting is pulling it back and and like you said, so hopefully soon you can sort of share it. You know, yeah. share it with the world. Yeah. Um, so wow, that's really interesting. And what and what I did love about the YouTube channel that you don't want anyone to go to. Uh,
1: <laughs> don't do it.
0: <laughs> don't do it. But you know, I the the uh, visual. You know, it was really cool. I, I love the. I mean, it was the color, you know, the combination of just the, uh, um, you know, the colors, the visual, the, the lyrics uh, to the song, uh, songs and um, pulling that all together. I mean, I I thought it was actually really cool. So well, Thank you. It, yeah, yes. absolutely. Uh, um, and so now uh, we only have a few more minutes, believe it or not. <laughs> so um, I wanted to hear more about how you feel that, uh, you know, you have your experiences outside of Yale, and um, you know, your journeys. You know, with your book coming out uh, soon in the next year and a half, basically, and and Brian, with your projects that um, at some point you'll decide to share with the world, but then also the the poetry uh book that you have here, and I I wanted to get a sense of um your thoughts on how your stories tie into creating that community here um, for Yale college and, and not necessarily for students, but um, more for, for staff. Mm. Um, I, so for example, in this, doing this whole uh, podcast, the the goal is really just to get to know our staff and highlight what we do. And like I said, show our human side, you know, we do these wonderful, I mean, (laughs) Just talking to you to you two today I'm, I'm amazed by all of the stuff that you that you do and and uh, how do you tie all that into um, you know we have a, a DEIB uh, initiative that we you know want staff or one of our, our goals or ultimate goals is that uh, staff feel more like they belong or we're included and um how do you see all of these experiences tying into what you can, you know, what you, what can you do, (laughs) you know, what can you do um, to, to sort of bring that together for staff? So I don't, that was a really long question, but, (laughs) (laughs) but ultimately, you know, based on your experiences, do you see yourself uh, sharing that more with, with Yale college? And, and how would you, you know, how do you see yourselves, um, Applying all of these different things that you've learned along the way to uh, sort of bringing the community together for, for staff.
1: Well, I I think, Darius, what you're doing here is the greatest illustration of that because oh, yeah. I, if you remember, we all gathered mm-hmm. um, during the summer at a Yale College event, and I was introduced to you mm-hmm. by Maya, who's my director, right? Who right. was also who also appeared, yes, and um. We were all sitting at a table together, <laughs> that and that happened. conversation, yeah. you yeah. know, occurred. And and now we know each other, and now That's... you know we get to talk about this. And who knows who's going to hear it and mm-hmm. feel compelled to talk more about their own journey and story and projects and right. lives, right?
0: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so I, I, I
1: think you're uh, like <laughs> the the pinpoint. Oh, thank in, you in, in this particular conversation for sure. That's
0: awesome. And that that was part of my goal is just you know uh, opening up opportunities for conversation. And, and hopefully, you know, we get to learn more about each other. Um, I think at least for me anyway, uh, when we're just constantly having meetings, you know, remotely, and we're doing zoom nonstop all day, every day, and we, and we don't get to know each other. And, and I think a lot of times, uh, some of the challenges that were mentioned, I don't know if you, um, attended the staff meeting when Maya and I uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. presented the results oh, of the guys survey. You did such a yeah, good job. Oh, thank
1: you. Yeah. That was amazing.
0: <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Um, you know, sometimes, it, sometimes I feel like it could be so simple. You know what I mean? Like cer- mm-hmm. certain things can be so simple and, and it's how it's, it's just our interactions that can make a difference mm-hmm. in how staff feel. You know, and how people it's
2: feel. The, the same way this book, you know, mm-hmm. I kind of like I forced a whole bunch of people to you know come out of their shells and be <laughs> right. published in a book. Mm-hmm. You're kind of doing this with this with this you know podcast. Yeah, it's right. the and same impulse, It's, it's yeah. the exact yeah. same impulse. Yeah, thank there's, you. there's your metaphor. We closed yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> we closed it. <laughs> <laughs> circle <laughs> complete. <laughs> circle complete. My work here is done. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, and that's that's what's so amazing about it. Like in that, and again, that was my goal. It's just. Uh, I I want people to feel recognized, and you know I I know that we have some shy folks who may not want to sit you know sit and do and do this uh, you know do a podcast, but hoping even if they don't do a podcast with me, that that in some other way they're more open to more open to sharing, but also someone will be more open to to really listening and recognizing uh, you know staff for who they are and. And, you know, it's like just, you know, welcome everyone and make make people feel more at home or more uh, like they belong. And
1: I think in an environment like this, it can be really easy to forget that people are not just what's on their resume mm-hmm. um, and any reminder um, we, we can receive of how, you know, the everyone else's basic humanity and yeah. just how fascinating everyone is. yes. Yeah is is really important and it yeah. is. And like you said it's just it's such an easy thing to do but it often just doesn't happen. It
0: doesn't happen. And yeah, and it's and it can be easy, right? It's like you know, we just want to get to know people and and like like I said open up the door for conversation and and uh you know, I learned so many things from from all of my guests including you today just in terms of, you know, the work that we do uh outside of Yale and how that can kind of tie into what we do every day. And and some folks may feel like, well, I can't really do that because, you know, my work here at Yale is different. But I feel like, no, we can. As staff, we can create our own little community of, you know, uh poetry uh readers and you know because I'm telling you, I already know a few people (laughs) who, you know, we could totally have a staff poetry night. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. That would be interesting, right? Have a staff poetry. Yeah. Yeah. We should do it. We should schedule something. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we should talk. We, we should try to put something together. Um, well, of course, you know, we're running out of time and, uh, I, I just want to thank you both again today because, uh, this was amazing. I I loved getting to know you more and I hope it doesn't stop, you know, and I I really look forward to hearing more about your projects, even, you know, after the podcast is, uh, uh, published. So keep in touch with us and, um, yeah, that just, thank you. Thank you for, uh, being willing to, to meet with me today and thank you thank you so much for having us we're so (laughs) grateful to be here absolutely and so of course i have to do my my plug we're we're going to uh publish this very soon uh we're, we're on spotify we're on soundcloud also apple music and uh don't forget to check us out on our uh instagram page Yale college voices and um just thank you very much it was it was wonderful getting to know you and um you know, best of luck with, with your upcoming projects and, and uh, we're going to end here today. All right. Thank you so
3: much. Thanks, Thank series. you.
2: Appreciate it.